Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Nice things, nice things, nice things episode. Nice things episode, nice things, nice things. Feedback. Do you want to go first? Well, How yeah. Are you, by the way? Well, I'm great. And so many people have written in to us and we love getting your emails and we love reading them. And so we're going to jump in. Righto. I'm going to go with one from Betty. Yes, because Betty makes me feel really nice. She says, hello to two wonderful women. Nice things, nice things. My name is Betty. She puts in brackets, just Betty, not short for Elizabeth. I live in the state of Oregon, USA. You don't get a lot of Bettys these days. So I just love it. The Flintstones had a Betty. And I can't think of a Betty since then. Well, I'm just more into the fact that she lives in Oregon and she listens to our podcast. That's exciting. Isn't it? She says, in your Black Dahlia episode, I was pleasantly surprised to hear... Yes. The Dee Dee's American accent was impeccable. Thanks, Betty. Spot so good to hear. on, she says. I'm so happy to hear that it was okay. Thank you. Thank you for the lighthearted view you both bring to a topic I've long been intrigued by. I've always advocated for children not being sheltered from some of the harsh realities we face. Mm-hmm. So my pre-teen twin daughters get to hear... <gasps> Some of your productions. Don't. Betty, careful. I know. Swear words have happened too. I melt when they imitate the introduction to your (laughs) podcast spot on. (laughs) Dead bodies is not for the squeamish. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Hello, girls. Naughty things. Who are you doing listening to this? Betty says, the first dead body I saw was my paternal grandmother during her funeral, then my maternal grandmother, and finally my paternal uncle to cancer. Most recently, I lost my beloved pitbull Penny this last March, one day after my 35th birthday. She was only five and she was my best friend. Hmm. I spent as much time as I could with her after she passed. Happy podcasting and cheers from the US. (laughs) Losing a pet is the worst. Oh, oh it's, yep. Yeah. I remember when I'm I took my family dog down and I literally sat with him on the floor of the vet for hours because mm. everyone in the family had agreed that putting him down was the right thing to do and I couldn't let go. And Dad said that everyone had to agree before we did it and I was the only one who couldn't agree to oh. do it. And I sat there just like holding him and hugging him and then in the end I said, okay. And I think about how patient dad was. I would have been there for hours with that dog Mm. and I could not. And I sometimes whisper into my dog's ear, my current dog, not that I didn't keep the dead dog. (laughs) You're going to break my heart one day. Oh, I whisper into Harvey's ear. So I'm facing this soon with Harvey. He's 14 and a half and he's very hoppity hoppity. Like he's having trouble getting up and down. He keeps falling down. Um, I told you I've got a guy. Let me know. Do they do house calls? I don't want to have mm. to go into a clinic. No, he'll come get him. Take him away. Oh no, we can only take him away after the green drain. Oh, I yeah. just I want him to be in our garden. I don't want it to happen. So a friend of mine, oh, the vet came what? to their house wow. and did it in their garden. I know. So that's lovely. Yeah. In I don't want to have to go into some clinic somewhere. Yeah. You know. It's so hard. They're very lo- they're lovely at my vet. I they really are. But I just... saying to Nico the other day. When he was in the shower and I was talking, we do a lot of our best chatting in that situation. Yes. And I um, had said the biggest 
fuck up of humanity and the world is that dogs don't live as long as humans. Yeah. It's so shit. Yeah, we should have worked it out. Yeah, but yeah. then humans don't live as long. You know, it's, it's, oh, there's no... You know. I know. Uh, this is from Dylan. Good morning, Chanel, Didi, Kirsten, Basma and Sabrina. Yes. They are unofficial, <laughs> unofficially part of this show. I love your podcast! Exclamation mark. Oh, Dylan, stop it. Stop it. Uh, Dead Bodies was my first ever podcast. Wow! A passenger in – we popped your podcast, Cherry. A passenger in my Uber wanted me to play an episode for them one night on the way to the airport and I was hooked. Brackets, episode 34. Wait, a passenger played it for him? Well, the passenger must have said, can you put a podcast on for me to listen to? I want to listen to Dead Bodies. That's the way I'm reading it. Uh, I ended up binging 37 episodes (gasps) in eight days. What? And get excited every Monday when I get my next fix. That's so good. I've listened to every episode at least three times. What? Multiples? What? That's too much of our voices. I did such a weird thing the other day. I went back and listened to one of our old episodes and I tried to pretend that it wasn't us, like I was listening to someone else, and I just thought we were idiots. I really did. I think that's what some people think. But then I laughed at one part and nearly wet my pants. Um, okay, he says, love the, oh, love the accents. Good. There's nice things, nice things. Good. However. Oh, shit. There seems to be some unexpected side effects in becoming a diehard fan of your podcast. I seem to have developed a late onset case of Tourette's syndrome, uncontrollably <gasps> yelling, murder, murder. That's it. Murder. Oh. I swear every time I have to say murder in a news story, I'm saying it more and more like that. <laughs> I am. James um, Smith was charged with murder. Like, I, like it gets a bit like that on the news. I'm happy with that though. Uh, at often inappropriate times. My next door neighbour recently shared the sad news that her dog was hit by a car and passed away. My instant involuntary response, murder. Oh, (gasps) no. It is murder. I have adopted shunt as my new favourite insult. Thanks, Chanel. You're welcome. Uh, Didi, I've been a fan. Oh, this is embarrassing. What? Oh, Dylan. Uh, I've been a fan of yours since I was a young lad. Hey, he's up. Thanks very much. Since I was a young lad. And have always looked upon you as there's something bad coming. He's being nice. There's something bad oh, coming. Oh, keep reading, keep reading. Uh, always looked upon you as pure sunshine and light wrapped up oh. in a rainbow made of joy and love. Isn't that lovely? The first time I heard you drop the F-bomb, I almost fell off my beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> I still blush every time you swear. It's like catching my parents in the act. So rude but so funny. I don't swear, Dylan. We are ladies. I'm a lady. I'm a professional lady. That's right. I want to share my dead body with you, When I, a dead body story with you. When I was 17, my aunt gave birth to a very ill baby. He was oh. in intensive care in a crib hooked up to countless tubes and monitors. No one, including his mother, was able to hold him. Oh, that's so painful. It was a sad time and after a few weeks of fighting for life, he passed away. Did I say it was a boy? If Dylan has listened to this podcast, he knows better than to be sharing dead children's stories because these you hate you very much. You get upset. A few days later, the funeral was held, and much to my absolute shock, before the service started, my grandmother reached into the tiny little white coffin and started to rock the baby in her arms. My first thought was that Nana had brought the baby back to life. Our nan could fix anything, but sadly no. Oh, The baby corpse was then passed around (gasps) the family. 
They were clucking over this dead child like it was his first day home from hospital. People were kissing his little face. He looked very dead. His skin was dry and dark. I had no idea what to do. The next thing I see a camera and people posing for pictures with this poor little bub. I was mortified. I remember thinking I'm in the freaking twilight zone. It just felt so wrong. Thankfully, the service started before I was asked if I wanted to hold him for a picture. To this day, this is the only dead body I've ever seen. Is this a thing done at infant funerals? No. No. I never asked Nan and would like your opinions. I've never heard of it. No, that's weird. No. But Nan obviously just went with it, you know. Nans are always nice people. Just know your nan is a nice person, but that was weird. Mm. Uh, before I go, I need to say what an amazing job Kirsten does. We agree. We yes. love her. She's brilliant. After popping my cherry on the Dead Bodies podcast, I look up other Aussie crime and murder in capital M-O-I-D-E-R podcasts and have to say the recording and production quality leaves other podcasts for dead. Pun intended. Oh, Keep up the great well work. Played. Shocking accents. What? What? <laughs> Shocking. See, not everyone likes it. it entertaining, if you don't mind. Mm. And addictive banter. Much love. And I won't give the name again, just in case wasn't supposed to in the first place because it's family stuff there. Dylan. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Righto. Okay. I've got one from Melissa. She says, hi, Dee Dee and Chanel. Nice things as always. I recently travelled. I cannot say that word. What word? Travelled? Ra- Rarotonga. It. I recently travelled to Rarotonga right, in the Cook we, Islands. We love our New Zealand audience. They're Rar- lovely. Rarotonga. Don't get it wrong. You just say it really quick in news. I recently travelled to Rarotonga in the Cook Islands and my hubby and I were really interested in their death rituals because there were graves out the front of almost every household. Is it not in, even in New Zealand? And I said it was. Is it? No, Kirsten's shake. Kirsten, you should know. Aren't you from New Zealand? What? 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 Kirsten, what? <laughs> Definitely not I don't New Zealand. Kirsten, I wish out. I was, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to carry on. We even went out for dinner one night and there was a row of graves in the middle of the car park. We asked a local who said that the idea was to keep their family close to them. Some of the graves were also quite festive with party lights oh. and people would even feast around them. Oh, I had an idea that you could talk about the interesting cemeteries around the world and what they can be used for, e.g. to hold events, live among the graves, etc. (laughs) I work for a local council and I was speaking to the person who manages the cemeteries and he was saying that in some places in Europe they actually hold concerts in them. I should say that I'm referring to lush cemeteries with gardens and not just the rows of grey headstones. Looking forward to this week's episode. Cheers, Melissa. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is that thing still here? Yes. I need to sneeze. Yeah. <coughs> bless you. Okay. Do you know why people say bless you when you sneeze? Because it was the believed. Plague. The plague. The no. black plague. No, that was Ring a Ring of Rosie. We all fall no, down. No, it was plague. plague. No, it's because when they sneezed, they believed that your soul was leaving your body. It was the plague. Curse to Greece. They used to say, bless you, because they thought your soul was leaving your body when you sneezed. Maybe you sneezed because of the plague. Googling, okay. bless you, the plague. No, don't put plague in. You're telling Google what Why to- do we say bless you when someone sneezes? Thank you. This goes back to more superstitious times when a sneeze was believed. Oh, you're right. Shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. Google it. Google it. Ha, ha, ha. 
Aha. No, hold on. Okay. Hold your horses. Hold your horses, horses lady. Horses bolted. This goes back to more superstitious times when a sneeze was believed to separate the soul from the body yep. to prevent the devil stealing the soul. The incantation, bless you, was uttered to release the soul from Satan's clutches and return it to its rightful owner. It comes from the time of the great plague. We're both right. No, I'm right. As sneezing was one of the first symptoms and it was obvious that the person would die. They would say, bless you, because it was a suitable thing to say. Wow. Mm. Do you know why? Um, That's from a reputable site. Too. Do you know why you're not supposed Guardian. to open your umbrella inside? You know how you're not supposed to umbrella. This is bad luck, right? Well, they used to think that bad spirits would gather underneath oh. a, a roof, a ceiling, mm. and that if you put an umbrella over your head under a ceiling, you were having like a double thing. There was double areas for bad spirits too. So you um, know how I told that story? This is just a side note that I've remembered. I told you that story about how there was a ghost in my hotel room in Florida. Yes. And people would know that story. Don't say it as fact. I mean, really, was it there was, a ghost yes, there? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Anyway, so I was talking about that the other day and my mum said to, who, to me. Santa Claus? That's real. No, food. to my mum. Yes. And my mum said, yeah, there's a spirit in my house. What, just out of nowhere? And my mum lives alone. I laughed out loud the other day because when I remembered you saying about the potatoes. Do we... <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> That's how my mum says my random head. words. They just come out in a Sri Lankan accent. And I said, what do you mean? I've been alone in your house. And she said, yeah, there's a man. <gasps> and I was like, is he like a good spirit or a bad spirit? And she said, I don't really know. She goes, I kind of feel like I get bad vibes from him sometimes. And she reckons she wakes up in the middle of the night. How fucked up is this? She wakes up in the middle of the night and sees him pressed up against the wall in the hallway. Oh, she might be doing what I'm doing. So sometimes when you think you see things in the middle of the night, you're not seeing it. You dream that you've woken up and seen it. I think this has happened more than once and she thinks that she's definitely seen a man. Well, think about it. If If it's a ghost... Treat it as if it was an actual person because it's an actual person. So say, if what, it's a bloke away. in a house, yeah. Like I told say, the ghost to leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. But he didn't. Do what you would do if it was an actual person. I don't know this if it was This is my him. house. You. This is not your house. Mm. You can't be here. Mm. Get out. Yeah, that's what you should do. Except Stand I think your the, ground. I'm going to call the police doesn't work so much on spirits. Uh, Amy says, hi, Dee Dee, Chanel and Kirsten from Invercargill, New Zealand. I have not seen a dead body. What are you writing to us for then, Amy? We want bodies. Uh, but I have seen the aftermath I of a few. Scrap them, okay? Yeah. No, I'm gonna. No, I'll give her. I'll give her. She's got three sentences to redeem herself. I have seen the aftermath of a few accidents while working traffic control in Perth. There you are. She saved it. The most memorable was a poor motorcyclist who went under a heavy truck at the International Airport. Oh, he was dragged along and bits of his arms were on the road. I heard later that he didn't make it. The dead body story is my dad's. In South Africa, as a kid, he would take a shortcut through the park to school. When he was 16 or 17, he found a homeless man under a tree. As he explained, the man was probably an alcoholic as he had decided to drink the purple methylated spirits, which has a high alcohol content. The purple dye tastes bitter and they add it to try to stop anyone drinking the meths. Well, bugger me. Did you know that? No. I didn't know that either. 
Dad said the man probably tried to separate the dye by sifting it through a loaf of bread. Oh. Only once he was drunk, he got hungry and ate the bread. Oh, shit. But methylated spirits has methanol, which is poisonous, added to the ethanol. This is done deliberately so that it's not a consumable alcohol and can be sold without the big taxes. So the man died of methanol poisoning. The bread made it harder for him to throw up increasing the poisonous dose he consumed. Wow, this was a very effective lesson in being safe with the solvents in the garage on a 12-year-old me, and I've never forgotten it. Thank you, Amy. That's a... That's very informative. I've got one from Justine. She says, hello, girlies. I've always thought about funerals for myself and family members. Mm. For myself, I want elaborate. Everyone must wear 1800s morning clothing. <laughs> she wants the, her immediate family to wear it for a year. Yes. Doves, fireworks. Yep. Everyone must cry or I'll haunt them. Yes. Dramatic music. And she says, I will need it to rain on the day. <laughs> I've always threatened that I would do the following when my mum passes. She told her mum that she's going to get her taxidermied, dress her up and take her sightseeing. Yes. Get a convertible so she can have the wind go through her hair. You know, I just want her to have fun. Thanks, Justine. Well done, Justine. I love that. Dream big. Good for you. Let me know when you do that. I'll send a camera crew. Just let me know what roads you're driving on. From Sarah, hello, lovelies. Nice things, nice things. Love your show. As a nurse, I've seen many a dead body and helped lay out people for their families. My latest, unfortunately, was my brother-in-law <gasps> who passed away in palliative care two months ago. My sister has organised to get some of his ashes made into a diamond. Oh, I've heard about that. Which she will wear as a pendant. We put the teeth thing on our Facebook page the other day, the teeth, the jewellery made out of teeth. Um, you can get diamonds made. There are a few companies, says Sarah, that can do it. It's quite costly, but one of the most unique diamonds you can get. Wow. It makes you wonder what people do with the ashes of their loved ones. Seriously, do love your show. Eagerly await its drop each week. Thank you. Thank you. XOXO Gossip Girl. Is that really what it says? No, it says XOXO oh. Sarah. But that's, did you used to watch Gossip Girl? Yeah, I loved it. Mm. This is from Kelly Ann. She says, hi, Dee Dee and Chanel. I have a dead body story that will turn your stomach a wee bit and give you the old gagaroo reflex. That's a, you're talking up a big game there. It better deliver. Well, she says, this happened back in 2009 in Auckland, New Zealand. My friend, let's call him Mike, had taken his children to a sports game one weekend more, one weekend in the morning yep. at a local park where a boggy, swampy creek runs alongside. Mm -hmm. After the game, all the kids were running around while the adults chatted. Mike's kids wandered over to the creek to explore. They had been throwing stones into the creek and wading around in the reeds when one of the kids told the others he had spotted a big dead crocodile. Is that you doing inverted comma fingers? Yes. Right. Apparently he thought it was a crocodile because insert gross warning, it was green and crinkly. He said it smelled really bad and he no. poked at it with a long stick. No. He was so excited that he and the other kids ran to get my friend to tell him about it. Mike followed the kids to see this crocodile they had found, but as he approached, he quickly realised it was most definitely not a crocodile, oh. but a partially skeletonized, decomposing corpse of a human half submerged in the water and caught under bushes. Oh, no. Hence the green and crinkly appearance. Wow. 
He hurried the kids away and called police, who quickly showed up and taped off the area. It turns out the body was a local woman who had died and she'd gone missing in the weeks before. He never told his kids what they really found. I feel sick when I think about the kids wading around in the water near a rotting body and poking it with a stick. Thanks for the awesome work you put into the podcast, Kelly-Ann. Um, And she attached uh, a story from the New Zealand Herald in August 2009 that said that she had to be pretty much identified through forensic examination. The body. I said it was a woman. Yes, and her name, she'd been missing for some time. Her name was Alana Bruff? Bruff. It's B-R-O-U-G-H? Yeah, Bruff. She was 39 years old and she hadn't been seen since January when she walked from her home. Um, she left behind two boys aged seven and 14. It goes on to say that children found the body, uh, and it had bits and pieces of clothing attached, Mm. uh, showed no signs of foul play or anything suspicious. The day before she vanished, she'd been in a car accident and was picked up by locals who saw her walking down the road. She was given a bed to stay in the night, but she left in the morning. She was picked up by another motorist. She returned to her home around noon that day, and about 8 o'clock she took her dog for a walk but returned but returned home without the dog, mm. and neighbours saw her leave the house again and she never came back. The dog was later found wandering the streets while its collar was found stashed behind the couch at Miss Bruff's home, indicating she might have deliberately let the dog go. Oh, gosh. Poor love. Whoa, that is a – that's heavy duty. Yeah. That's such a kid thing to do, get a stick and – poke it yeah. my mum will never grow up I think we were walking once and there was a dead rat on the ground so what did my mum do poked got a stick it. and poked it yeah she's I that, that kind of a mum uh Liz says Chris Watts brackets America found guilty killed Liz just gets straight into it <laughs> found guilty killed his wife brackets pregnant and his two beautiful young girls he placed his girls bodies in an oil container. Oh, oh yes. Okay, this is, I know yeah. this story. I know this story. It's horrific. Really? Yes, we should do it on the podcast. I will remember to do it. It's absolutely horrific. Oh, okay. Well, I'll leave it then. I won't. Uh, his wife found buried close by. Do you want me to give it away? I won't give it away. Don't give, give it, it away. away. Give it away. Give it away now. Don't give it away. I won't give it away. Is give it away. Give it away now. Story? No. Do as story yes. later. Now, this is where we need to. We need to break some news to our lovely, lovely yes. listeners of this podcast. Firstly, thank you for sticking with us, if you have, except for, was it Terry? We're not quitting, by the way. We're not quitting. No, That's we're not quitting. It, no, no, no. Not quitting. Why did you do that? Because it sounded like you were about to say the podcast was ending forever. You got no. real serious, but we're just tired. Is that what we're going with? Because that's a lie. Why are, we, why are you lying to our listeners? Can you be honest with them, please? Okay, okay. I am going away. I am going. So for those who have followed the podcast, you would know that October last year, I went to LA to backfill our American bureau. And now I'm going to backfill our European bureau. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in London for four weeks. Mm -hmm. So we have pre-recorded episodes, Sans 2. Is it two? Yes. Yes. So we're going to take a break for a couple of weeks. So this is this is it for now. It's your blooming lot for now. And that's it for now because I'm going to London. That's it. You've had your blooming lot. I've had enough of you. I haven't. <laughs> but we'll be back. So 
August 26 will be our next episode. Please don't unsubscribe and hate us for having a little break. We've done, how many is it, 61, 62 We've done episodes. more than a year. We've done one every week for more than a year. So. Yes. So keep in touch. As always, um, fantastic work on the Facebook, guys, and you can send messages to us there or you can yes. email us anytime. And people so, tweet yeah. me. I must say people tweet me quite often and they, they yes and they'll tweet about my news stories and at the end they write nice things nice things oh, so i know there are listeners and it's cute. really lovely no, yeah it's I really love lovely no one says anything to me they just ignored me oh, i get wild on there sometimes mm. anyway uh so yeah little break and we'll be back with you august 26th is our next episode so we'll catch you then Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.